Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders and top athletes throughout the sports industry. This is Matt Traub, Senior Editor of Sports Travel, and our guest today is Elena Deladon, a two-time WNBA Most Valuable Player and Olympic gold medalist in women's basketball who will start her fourth season with the Washington Mystics and eighth overall in the WNBA on Saturday, May 15th, when her squad faces the Chicago Sky on ABC. But before we begin, this episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teams Conference and Expo, the world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry. Teams 21 will be held at the Atlantic City Convention Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey from September 27th through the 30th, 2021. This year's conference will again feature the co-location of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Sports Link Program and NGB Best Practices Seminar, as well as the annual symposium of the National Congress of State Games. For more details on everything we have planned at Teams this year, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the conversation. The WNBA bills itself as a league that features the most accomplished and highly skilled women in the world of basketball who are passionate about the game they love. One of the biggest names in the league is Elena Della Dunn, who in seven years has racked up one of the longest track records of success in the league's recent history. She was the 2013 Rookie of the Year and played four years in Chicago, winning the MVP award in 2015 before being traded to the Washington Mystics in 2017. Since that move, Della Dunn has continued to succeed, receiving her second MVP award in 2019 while leading her team to its first league championship. She has been named a WNBA All-Star six times on the court and twice off the court has received the league's Dawn Staley Community Leadership Award given to a player who is an inspiration in her community. This season will be her first since winning the 2019 title after Deladon opted out of the WNBA's 2020 bubble season due to health concerns and pre-existing risk factors with the COVID-19 pandemic. She has also been a consistent force for USA Basketball, helping the national team win gold in the 2011 World University Games during her college career at the University of Delaware, plus winning gold at the 2016 Olympic Summer Games in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. We talked with Elena recently about preparing for this season after having off-season back surgery, being vocal on social issues that matter to her and the WNBA, balancing her community and charity work while playing basketball at the highest levels, her Olympic memories from Rio while preparing for this year's games in Tokyo, her new YouTube series, and much more. Special thanks to one of Elena's sponsors, Procter & Gamble, for helping to arrange this conversation as part of its continuing efforts to promote women's sports ahead of the 2020 Olympic Summer Games in Tokyo, which start in late July. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Elena Deladon, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Your most recent game in the WNBA was winning a championship with the Washington Mystics in 2019. After sitting out the 2020 wobble season, what has preparations been like for this upcoming season, especially after having back surgery? Yeah, uh, preparations have been a bit different in many ways, just um, for me getting, getting myself ready and working with the trainers to get my back feeling right and getting stronger. Uh, and then from like a COVID perspective, it's felt a bit different where we get tested daily. Some of my teammates who hadn't been tested yet, they had to get six tests to be let into the facility, especially because we share a facility with the NBA, like we can't be in the building at the same time as each other. So there's a lot of, of rules <laughs> this time around, but I'm so excited to just be back in the building 
Um, and being around my teammates again, it's just brought us all so much energy and excitement to get ready for a brand new season with a new team. Uh, I think we only have about five returners right now. So from the championship squad. Uh, so it's going to be a, a bit of like learning one another and kind of fitting some of the pieces of the puzzle together. But I'm super excited about the team we have. One thing that the WNBA players have never done is stick to sports. Uh, as a group, you are all very vocal and active when it comes to issues, including social justice and equality. What compels you as a person individually to speak out about these issues? I mean, for me, I've never just been a basketball player and neither have the other women in our league. And we're grateful that we have a league that has always supported us um, in whatever we would like to speak about. Um, so I think when it comes to us, it's like, <laughs> We have this platform uh, because we play basketball, but in no means does that mean we're just robots who play basketball. We have families, we have feelings, we're, we're humans. And uh, when we feel something, we're going to speak out on it. And we know that we have the support of our sisters behind us, no matter what backlash we might get, uh, we're there to support one another. How do you work at being able to balance spending the time that is needed to play basketball at such a high level as you do with things that you do in the community? You're active with Special Olympics. You're active with the Lead with Love campaign, all the things that you do off the court. How do you strike that balance to make sure that you're able to succeed off the court and make yourself be able to be then use that uh, visibility for all of your community uh, outreach? I think um, balance has come just by growing up and uh, through going through different parts of my career. I mean, it starts from the very early years of basketball, um, like trying to figure out schoolwork and going to dances or whatever it may be. And then it goes into college where there's a lot more time demanded for basketball. Yeah. You still have to attend your classes and you start learning time management at an early age. And then now uh, being a pro, like I'm much better now than I was when I was a rookie. Um, when I was a rookie at times, I was like exhausted because I just was doing too much or not knowing how to balance moments where I've learned like certain techniques where I, I have more energy in the morning. So I know in the mornings I get up, I get all my workouts done. Um, I do my other work things throughout the day. And then at night, I'll kind of recheck into the body again and make sure I'm prepared for the next day of work. So I've, I've got some techniques. I'm not perfect by any means, but I think I've learned a lot over the years. I noticed that the picture atop your Twitter page is of you and your U.S. women's basketball teammates receiving gold medals at the 2016 Games in Rio. What memories do you have from that experience of being part of the Olympics previously? Yeah, it was an experience that it's sometimes it's just hard to even put to words because of how emotional the moment is of getting a gold medal and to be standing up on that podium with women who I had looked up to for so many years, like a Diana Taurasi or uh, Tamika Catchings um, or somebody I came into the rookie class with, with Brittany Griner, and we're able to compete with one another uh, to become and make the best team possible. So for me, that experience was something I enjoyed so much, and I can't wait to keep making those moments happen in the future. You guys are traditionally one of the most dominant programs in any sport when it comes to team sports. Uh, U.S. women's basketball team has won all but one gold medal in the Olympics since 1984. When you, is there pressure within the team to continue that level of dominance? There's certainly pressure. Um, there, there's always that pressure when you put on your USA jersey, like it is about 
greatness and making the ones before you proud and where you're taking the program. Um, what's so great is we have so many women who have been a part of Team USA for so many years that when you start off, like they teach you the ropes, you learn the ropes with them. Um, and then it's it's your job to then take it on and carry it yourself and get the young ones coming up comfortable with what it's about. But yes, there's pressure, but there's also a confidence when you're suiting up next to WNBA MVPs, champions left and right, uh, gold medalists, multiple gold medalists. <laughs> like It's like, okay, there's pressure, but I also have these teammates and we are ready to go. This year's Olympics is going to be unlike any other. It's already been postponed for a year. There will not be any foreign fans allowed. Family members, I know, uh, won't be allowed. And that's been a big thing for a lot of Olympians, that they won't be able to participate with their family and friends uh, on hand for, with them and enjoying that experience with them. How much do you think that will change your experience this year in going to the Olympics compared to what it was in 2016 in Rio? I think what this year has shown us is being able to adapt, being able to pivot. It has been a year of unexpected, but I think it's built us to be able to find different ways to get things done. And I think in a year that's been so tough and heavy, our world needs the Olympics to look to, to cheer for, to be proud about. So as, as tough as it is to not have your family there or to not have, you know, fans coming from wherever you're from, it's, it's so much bigger than just that. It's about bringing the world together through sport. And I think sport can transcend so many things and it's going to be something that we all need. <laughs> You mentioned when you're with your teammates and looking on the, at the medal podium of all the teammates that you have and all the things that they've accomplished, you've accomplished more than your fair share of things in the WNBA and collegiately. Do you think of yourself as, as one of those players as, you know, do you carry that confidence with yourself when you go on to not just the WNBA games, but when, whenever you go to a practice or a game for USA basketball? For sure. I don't think I would be able to accomplish Things if I didn't have that confidence in myself and know that I have the ability and I've put in so much to this game and I'm a player that can bring a lot to the program. So confidence for me is everything. You know, if I don't believe in myself, how in the world would anybody else believe in me? So that's number one. Um, I know that the Olympics have been a great spotlight in the past for women's sports and women's sports in general has never had more attention paid to it now than, than before. What do you hope that this year's Olympic Games can mean for women's sports, not only being in the spotlight even brighter than than ever, but then after the Games and hopefully being able to get more investment into women's sports, whether it be not just the WNBA, but any women's sports league or women's sports individual athletes? I mean, I I know there's going to be women dominance everywhere in these Olympics, and my biggest hope is that we can take that momentum and grow our league. So. Um, for, for us, it's, it's always tough because the Olympics occur during our season. So we never really get that time to like go to media or do a parade after hopefully coming home with gold. So I hope we'll have a little bit of time where we can actually like really get that momentum going and keep people super excited about what they've seen and then get them to be watching the WNBA or watching pro softball or uh, pro soccer. So I think it's going to be a huge Olympics for women. And it's all about how we can keep 
people tuning in and excited about our sports and know that it's not just stopping at the Olympics. Like we still have pro leagues that you can watch us in. Between the Olympics and the WNBA, what are you most excited for this year for yourself athletically? Just playing basketball again is what I'm most excited about. I am coming off of a full year off um, where, my goodness, we had so much momentum in 2019 winning a championship. So just to put on a basketball uniform and my shoes again and get back to playing the game I love is what I'm most excited for. I noticed that you have a YouTube series now. It's called Beyond the Game. It documents a lot of what the past year has been like for you. What made you decide to open up your life to the cameras and do something like this? This has been such a unique year, and especially with me going through back surgery, we just felt like it was a good time to let people into our world. And, you know, you can follow along with how I've been recovering from my back stuff. But even more importantly, we wanted to give people a laugh and a different look inside our world. Um, And I'm hoping people can really enjoy it and get a little bit of entertainment out of it. What do you think people who watch the series will find out about you that they may not have known before? I think people are going to see that I'm a little sillier and goofier than they imagined. Yes, I've let people into that a little bit, um, especially my wife's Instagram often will show people that goofy side of me. But this especially uh, will be a whole different look. And they're going to realize what an awful dancer I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Elena, thank you very much for your time and good luck uh, for the not just the WNBA season, but for the Olympics as well, playing for Team USA. Thank you so much. This has been another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com, which features breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports event industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com at Sports Travel on Twitter and Instagram, and at Sports Travel Magazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Matt Trow for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.